welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me again this morning, and I hope you are having a great Friday and that you're enjoying out just these last, really, what is today? Today is the 1st of December, and I cannot believe that November has come and gone. And I don't know about you all, but I think I enjoyed this fall season probably more than any other fall in North Carolina. Uh, The only problem is it stayed so warm and so nice that it was hard for me to get out of the fall spirit and into the Christmas spirit. But slowly but surely, things are coming together and I'm getting the house decorated and we're getting all the plans made for the Christmas season. I want to invite you to join us this Sunday for our Christmas cantata on Sunday night. And then the following Sunday, we're doing something new. We're also having it again on Sunday morning. And so if you are in our area or, of course, part of our Victory family, we would love to have you come. And Brother Nathan and the choir has worked so hard, and my heart is always so blessed to uh, get to hear them and then, of course, to also be a part of it. And I am very blessed to be able to do that. But I hope you'll join us. It's always a special time. And then, of course, we've got all the special uh, combined services on Sundays and things like the Christmas Cookie Fellowship and the Candlelight Service and just all the things that make the season so special as we remember the birth of our Lord. And I hope you'll join us in church. And if you're not from our area and if you're listening in or you're watching by one of the platforms from another area, I hope that you'll do all you can to be faithful to your church home and to be an encouragement to people there and to be involved and just to enjoy this Christmas season. Well, I'm excited about um, the lesson we're going to talk about today, and I've really, really enjoyed uh, talking about different ladies in the Bible, and it has been amazing to me how that even though I feel like I've been taught these stories since I was a young girl, I had the privilege to grow up in church and so many memories of Sunday school lessons and junior churches, and then of course my parents, you know, teaching these stories through family devotions, and then of course just reading it from, from myself. I've been amazed how that whenever I went and I read the stories of their lives, how that God took a story that I thought I knew and he brought different points out about it to really uh, speak to my heart. And I don't know about you all, but even if it doesn't bless any of your hearts or even if it doesn't challenge or convict any of you all, it is certainly doing that to me. And I know that's why the Lord is having me do it so he can work on me. So I'm excited about the lady that we're going to talk about today. And then starting next week, we're going to talk about some of the ladies, some of the women that are found in the Christmas story. So I hope you'll join me these next uh, several weeks leading up to Christmas. But today we're going to the book of Exodus, and we're going to talk about Miriam. And I love the story of Miriam. And like I said, I see myself um, mirrored in her life, and perhaps that's why I was drawn to it. Um, but I see myself in the first part of the book, the, the first part of her story, and then I also see it at the end. And I'm going to share with you how the Lord has challenged me, convicted me uh, through this through the story of Miriam. But we find Miriam first in Exodus 2 and verse number 1, and it says, And there went a man out of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. 
And the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took him in an ark, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. The Bible goes on to tell how the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash at the river, and she saw this bull, the, the, the little basket floating in the river amongst the bulrushes, and she called her maids to come to, to, to take it out. And whenever she did, she said, and when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews, Hebrews' children. As we know, Pharaoh had commanded that all the little boy babies of the Hebrews be killed when they were born because he was worried that the slave population, that the Hebrews were slaves at the time, the children of Israel, he was worried that they were growing so strong. And so here came uh, Moses' sister, and we know that to be Miriam, and he said, Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And so that is the first mention of Miriam. And that really, I always picture, whenever I picture Moses in that little basket down in the bulrushes in the river, I can't help but picture Miriam. And my heart goes out to Miriam, and it's easy for me to picture myself in her shoes because I am also an older child. I have six younger brothers and sisters, and we were all within a space of about 10 years. So there's seven total of us. And um, I was one of my sister, Sarah, and I were one of the first babysitters for our younger brothers and sisters. And I remember many times through the years of watching out for my uh, sisters. In fact, sometimes I think I drove them crazy. I remember when we were teenagers and my mom would let us go to the mall and I was a little bit older and they were a little bit younger teen and I would drive them crazy because I was more particular about it than mom was. I was so afraid I was going to lose one of them. And I always remember watching out for my brothers and sisters, again, to the point that it probably really bothered them. And I've paid the price for that over the years as being the big older sister. But I could just picture, I can just picture Miriam as she watched her mother prepare this basket. And then she watched her mother take the little baby, her brother, and put him in the basket and put him into the river. And I cannot imagine, the Lord doesn't tell us how old Miriam was, but I can't imagine how she felt. And it tells how that she watched as that basket was in the river. And it says she stood by to see what would be done with him. Whenever I was thinking about Miriam and kind of just a theme for Miriam, the thought came to me that Miriam is often in the shadows. She was in the shadows of Moses' life. We know so many things about Moses and how God used him to deliver the children of Israel, how he went into Pharaoh, how he led the children of Israel through the Red Sea, how that he struck the rock and the water gushed out. We don't hear that much about Miriam, and yet her name pops up throughout Moses' life. She was there. And so the first thing I see is that Moses, or excuse me, Miriam stood by for her loved ones. The Bible says that she was standing afar off in the bulrushes just to see what would happen to him. And you know, I think so often that we can stand by for our loved ones too today. Maybe our children, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, you know, people that we notice in the church that are perhaps going through a hard time. And we can watch for things that we could do to encourage or things that we could do to intercede on their behalf. And you know, the best way that comes to my mind, the best way of interceding is through prayer, through care, through concern, through doing what we can to encourage. And so I see that Miriam stood by for her loved ones. And then I see secondly, um, after that Pharaoh's daughter pulled, her, pulled him out of the river, 
that Miriam stepped forward and she just didn't stay in the bulrushes. She just didn't keep hanging back and then run home and say, Mom, I don't know what happened to Moses. She stepped forward and she said, would you like for me to call a nursemaid for you? And of course, we know the story, how that she ran and she got her mother and she brought her mother back and her mother was able to take Moses under the guise of being a nursemaid back to their home and by all accounts she was able to raise him there in the home with the Hebrew teaching and as a child of God and what a miracle that was and you know I think first of all that Miriam was used by God to help preserve Moses's life physically yes so he didn't die that day in the river but even more than that she was used by God to help preserve his life spiritually because instead of him being raised in the palace and being taught all those heathen things as a young child Miriam's mother had an opportunity to teach her own child, her own son, in a time when all the other baby boys were being killed, were being annihilated, and yet Moses' life was preserved, both physically and both spiritually. And I see that Miriam spoke up. <clears throat> you know, I think in today's world, there's times that we have to speak up and we have to do something for our loved ones whenever we see that they're in a time of danger. We have to do something to speak up and to share our faith. Several years ago, my sister, and I don't even remember the context of what she was talking about, and this statement was not original to her, but it was a time when she said, you know, there are times when we have to stand up and speak out even when our voice shakes. And I have often thought about that because if we wait until we are completely confident, if we wait until we know we are right or we, 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 we are confident in ourselves, we will never speak up because the world, the flesh, the devil will always silence us. They will always work to silence us. But if we will stand on the Word of God, if we will stand on what we know to be right, and at times speak up for our family, for our loved ones, I believe that God could use us. And so I see that Miriam spoke up. <clears throat> I see thirdly that Miriam served. Exodus 15 tells us that she was a prophetess. And many times, several times, Miriam is mentioned 15 times in the Bible. And often whenever it's mentioned, it talks about how that she was in leadership, even as a woman, but she was in leadership along with Aaron and along with Moses, her brothers. And I love it that God uses women throughout the, throughout the scripture to further his work. And God had a job for her to do and Miriam served. She was used. And then I see this, I see number four, that Miriam saw God work around her. I know that she saw God work many miracles. I can't imagine what it was like for her to know when Moses was going in to talk to the Pharaoh and to ask for the deliverance of the children of Israel, and then to see the plagues that God worked, the miracles that he worked. Some of them were pretty fearful miracles. Miriam saw a lot of hard times. She saw her family get split up. You know, at one point, Moses was eventually taken out of their home, and he went to live in the palace. Her family were slaves there in Egypt until God finally delivered them. Miriam saw all that, and then she saw as they were came through the Red Sea, she saw the miracles that God worked in the, in the wilderness. She saw whenever God disciplined his children with the grumbling. She saw so many things, good things, hard things. She saw times of trial and times of triumph. She saw whenever God worked many miracles. Miriam saw God work around her. And then I see this in Exodus 15. It says that Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, Aaron took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out with, with her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered unto them and said, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. 
And this is right after God has delivered them through the Red Sea. And Miriam took her temporal and she got some of the ladies together. I don't know how many it was, but she led them to sing and to rejoice and to give glory to the Lord. And I see that Miriam had influence, but she did not use that influence to draw people to her. In fact, instead, she used that influence to glorify the Lord. And that's just exactly what we should do with with our lives. We should use whatever influence, whatever voice God ever gives us to point people straight back to the Lord. And I see that Miriam sang and she showed God's glory to others. And then lastly, we have what leads us to Numbers 12, when Miriam is mentioned. And I have to be very honest with you that I did not want to end with this point. I wanted to end with how that Miriam used her life to point others to the Lord. But as I read through the book of Exodus, and then I was reading in Numbers, I saw where throughout the passages where Miriam was mentioned, that it one of the last passages was in Numbers 12. And we don't know how much Miriam was used after that. I would like to think she was. But the Bible becomes a little more silent, a little quieter on it. But it's the story where Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian—excuse me, because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, "Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not also spoken by us?" And the Lord heard it. May we not ever forget that the Lord hears us wherever we are, whether we're in our homes whether we're at church and our vehicles, through a text message, however it is, the Lord hears us. And the Lord, in verse number four, and it says, And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. And he said, Come ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the story goes on to tell how that the Lord rebuked Aaron and Miriam because they had spoken against Moses. And he says, Moses is a humble man. And he says, Moses is my, my servant. He is the leader. He is the one that I have chosen. And you have raised up your voices against him. The Bible doesn't really say if Moses and Aaron were, excuse me, Miriam and Aaron were right in their position, but God defended his man. And God, God will always take care of his people himself. He doesn't need us to do it. We have a saying in our house. Whenever sometimes my girls, they'll start to talk about maybe one of their, bro- their brother or one of their sisters and what they're doing. And I just look at them or their daddy will look at them and we say, you need to take care of your own backyard. And you know what? Sometimes if we're not careful, we see sometimes, especially when we've been in a position of service or we've been in a position of leadership, Sometimes if we're not careful, we can get so wrapped up in what we're doing and all of a sudden we notice what somebody else is doing and we don't think it's right. And because we've been serving so much, we start to get a little bit too high opinion of ourselves and we start to think that we're in charge of a little bit more than what God wants us to do. And we open our mouths and we're critical and we judge them. And that's what Miriam did here and God rebuked her. And the story goes on to tell how that Miriam was struck with leprosy and she was sent outside of the camp and then Moses began to plead that God would take that off of her. And God said, would it, if, if her father had just even spit on her face, would she not have to suffer some shame and humiliation for a while? And Miriam had to stay outside that camp. And I can't imagine for one that had always been in a position of service, had always been right there, standing there, trying to do whatever she could to help. And now she was exiled all because of her spirit. And I see that Miriam struggled and she sinned. Her sin, and this is so important, her sin was a sin of the heart. 
Sometimes as Christians, if we're not careful, we'll notice the outward sins. The longer we are Christians, we'll notice the outward sins of, unfortunately, others. And sometimes we're blind to our own. And we'll think, well, we don't do things like they do. Or why, why in the world would they do that? And surely God would judge that. And well, what we don't realize is we're allowing a critical, bitter, judgmental spirit into our hearts. And God is going to judge that. And God judged Miriam. Her sin was a sin of the heart. I heard this once. And it's really stuck with me because sometimes I have a tendency to mull on things in my mind. And the longer we mull on things in our heart and the longer we think about them, eventually it's going to come out of our mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh in Matthew 12 and verse number 34. And I heard this statement. It says, never trust your tongue when your heart is bitter. And I have to remember that because there are times when I have to say, Joanna, close your mouth. Don't say a word. And I have to ask the Lord to help me to heal my heart. But I had this thought just in closing, and it was so sad. And this is the part I didn't want to end with. But the Bible's true, and we have to share it like, he, like it tells us. It's that I found that Miriam's spirit that she had at the end overshadowed the service that she had given in her life. It didn't mean that it wiped it all out. But unfortunately, so often, when I think of Miriam, I remember the time when she was a young girl down by the river to help with her brother. But then I remember this time when she criticized Moses. And I remember how God dealt with that critical, ugly spirit. And Miriam's spirit, her wrong spirit at the end, overshadowed all of the service that she had done. And so often when we think of the story of Miriam, we remember that. If we're not careful, it is very easy to serve in the flesh. But we will never keep our spirit right. We will never keep our heart right without walking with the Lord, without a daily cleansing, without asking Him to help us. And I'm right there with you. That's the part when I said that the Lord worked on me with this, I'm right there with you. Because at times when it gets so busy, it's so easy just to go through the motions and to keep working and to keep serving. But we have to stop and we have to ask the Lord to help us. I'm sure you know people like this too and what a great tragedy it is. I've had the privilege to grow up in a Christian home, to be in a church, and there are so many people that have invested so much in my life, and I'm so thankful for their investment. But unfortunately, there's a few that I look back on, and they served so hard. They worked so hard. They served so faithfully. They were so diligently. But towards the end of their life, they got a little bit out of whack, and they allowed their spirits to get off track. All of us go through times like that. But if we don't deal with it and we don't get it right, eventually it will mess everything up. And I know, I've known a few people, and I love them, and I often thank the Lord for them. But as I look back over the, the decades, and I remember people sometimes from my childhood or long, long ago, I remember so many who were so faithful, but I remember a few that allowed Satan to get them on to, off track with their spirits. Don't do that today. I know it's a challenge for me, and we have to ask ourselves, Lord, please help us. Help us not to just serve in the flesh, but help us to keep our spirits right. So let's learn from the life of Miriam. <clears throat> she stood by for her loved ones. She spoke up. She served. She saw God work around her. She sang. She showed God's glory to others. And then remember that at the end, she struggled. But the Lord will help us when we struggle. Let's keep our spirits right. Let's keep our hearts right. Let's serve Him and love Him with all our hearts. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies' devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, 
Keep seeking him with all your heart.